It's a chilly late March morning here in Kentucky. We got even a little bit of icy snow overnight. This is Steve Humble with another Humble Perspective for March 27, 2022. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. As I continue prayerfully meditating on Paul's testimony, the more my own life is challenged. In recent perspectives, I have focused on Paul's fervent desire for koinonia with Christ, to know the Messiah and the power of his resurrection and to fellowship with him in his sufferings. This profound fellowship, Paul says, will lead to a specific result, that of Paul becoming conformed to the Messiah's death. This way of thinking would have been beyond comprehension for Saul of Tarsus before he was apprehended by Jesus. After all, Saul was a Jew, a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a member of God's covenant people. Not only had Saul been born into the covenant people, he had totally dedicated his life to serving God as a covenant man. About his life before Jesus, Paul could say, Mind you, I've got good reason to trust in the flesh. If anyone else thinks they have reason to trust in the flesh, I've got more. Circumcised on the eighth day. Race, Israelite. Tribe, Benjamin. Descent, Hebrew through and through. Torah observance, a Pharisee. Zealous, I persecuted the church. Official status under the law, blameless. Philippians 3, 4-6, Kingdom New Testament. In keeping with his Jewish heritage, Paul, like many of Israel, lived in hope. Specifically, the hope derived from the scriptures that God would fulfill his promises to establish his government on earth by coming to rescue his people from the oppression of foreign governments and by establishing a son of David, the Messiah, to reign on David's throne forever, thus making Israel the head of all the nations. In addition to having hope for Israel's national restoration, might I say resurrection, from exile, Paul shared the Pharisees' hope for a final resurrection of the dead at the time when God at last will set the world right and establish his just government on earth. Jewish thought concerning the hope of Israel see Luke 2, 25 and 26, Acts 26, 6 to 8, had no place for Messiah's death. Rather, the expectation was that God would ultimately end all suffering and death. However, once the resurrected Messiah had revealed himself to Paul, he began to read those same scriptures in the light of that death of, and resurrection of Jesus, reading him in the way Jesus instructed his disciples on the evening following his resurrection. In Luke 24, 25 to 27, 44 to 47. Paul learned that God's victory over the principalities and powers loosed on earth had come not through an act of power or of violence. Rather, God's victory came by means of Jesus embracing human weakness and suffering and by his submitting to death in order to overcome death and the devil who held the power of death. Hebrews 2.10, 14 and 15. 
Paul discovered that God's victory and salvation through King Jesus was the liberating power which must be spread to all peoples in all nations. He realized that the proclamation of the good news about Jesus, the reigning king, must be proclaimed not only with words, but also by Jesus' disciples laying down their own lives in love, no matter the cost, for God and for their fellow humans. Paul came to understand that God's power is released through human weakness, 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. Therefore, Paul wanted to share in Jesus' suffering and death so that he, Paul, could fully play his part in the growing impact of the word about the Lord Jesus, which is the good news of God's kingdom. Compare Acts 19, 20. Paul was not asking for physical death. Physical death would come in due time. Paul had already addressed this issue earlier in the letter. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. But I am hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sakes. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Philippians 1, 21-25, New American Standard Bible, 2020 Version. Paul understood that Jesus was sent by God into the world to die for the world's salvation. John 3, 16-17 and 12.23-33. Jesus embraced the purpose for which he was sent, and therefore he declared, I lay down my life so that I may take it back. No one has taken it from me, but I lay it down on my own. John 10.17-18. Paul knew from the beginning that not only had he been chosen to carry the Lord's name and to spread the good news of the kingdom, but also that this mission would involve suffering. Acts 9, 15-16, 26-12-23. Paul gave himself to his king and to the mission in the conviction that communing with Jesus in his suffering would mean becoming conformed to Jesus' sacrificial death. Paul therefore laid down all concern about his own desires, plans, and well-being. He embraced death to all self-concern in order to offer himself a living sacrifice in service to King Jesus and his call to spread the news about the world's salvation, while, as he went, making disciples who would join in following the king. Already in this letter to the Philippians, Paul has told us what is required of Jesus' disciples. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, But in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look at not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man... He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. Philippians 2, 3-8, Christian Standard Bible. 
This has at times been a troubling week as I've continued to ask the Lord to search my heart. How fully have I offered myself to King Jesus? Am I living consistently as his disciple? How much of my concern is still for my own well-being? In my daily life, in the way I interact with people, and in the use of time, am I actually becoming conformed to the Lord's sacrificial death? How fully is my life laid down in love for God and for others?